The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey guys, thanks for joining the FX Missions Leadership Moment. This that follows is a two-part series with Elizabeth Braswell, a good friend and quite a think tank on her own when it comes to the subject of leadership. Do check this out. Again, this is a two-part series. If you happen to be joining during the second part, you want to go back and grab that first part. Thanks again for joining and being a part of the FX Missions Leadership Moment. John Dawson delivered an incredible message uh, years ago that I, was actually like a commencement message at a ministry school. And he said, the recipe for transformation is a love relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, that stuck with me. That must have been 15 yes. years ago when I heard that. And I think that's true. I think we we can see that in the primary relationship. I mean, what we need to be transformed is our love relationship with Christ, with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And then he extends that transformational capability in part to our relationships with each other. And we know, I mean, if you're walking near to the Lord or if you mm-hmm. are walking near to someone who's walking near to the Lord, there's something going on there. Yes. And uh, it's good. It's powerful. And I think, we right, the world gives us a chance to be experts, but Jesus gives yeah. us an opportunity to be a disciple. Yes. So I think our concepts have to be flipped around. And the idea that, you know, the best way to get someone to trust you is to trust them. Yes. And I think that's what you're talking about when it comes to vulnerability and trust. Mm-hmm. To be vulnerable, you got to extend some trust. You know, that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Uh, because necessary. And yes, and, and, and if you extend, if you decide to be vulnerable and you extend trust and it gets broken, guess what you have to do? Extend trust again, right? You can't, right. You can't yeah. now all of a sudden, you know, whoa, that doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, and I love what you said that that gentleman, John Dawson said, a lo- that transformation looks like a love relationship. And that's the deal is that a love relationship takes a lot of time and a lot mm. of ups and downs. And a, I mean, you know, we were, I mean, think about marriage, think about any long lasting friendship. You and I had a conversation before we hopped on here about, you know, just all those things. And a love relationship is not an easy, it is a commitment. It takes time. It's not a quick fix. You're not going to see it overnight. And so true transformation, true leadership, it's really getting in there and getting dirty with people like that, you know? And I think a lot of people think leadership, you know, looks like, especially let's just pretend you're a leader 
in business, you're building a business, you're building a team, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. is that I think mm-hmm. a lot of people make the mistake of spending more time building the organization than they do actually building the relationships and the people. And it's the mm. opposite because the people, relationships, all of that will begin to build the community, the organization, the business, the team, whatever that looks like. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that's also true. And that's a great point. And I appreciate you pointing that out because I think, especially as we're young and in business, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe we've got a lot to prove or we've got a lot to mm-hmm. <laughs> be known for or something. We focus less sometimes on the people than we do the numbers. And sadly, that, that's true in, in so many organizations. I'm not just talking about business. Yeah. When two pastors meet each other after a few years, they haven't seen each other. One of those first questions that comes out, so how many are y'all running now? You know yeah. what I mean? You know, the whole oh. numbers thing comes comes out yeah. there. And that we all have our weakness, depending, you know, on where we are working and investing ourselves. We can all be focused on the numbers more than we are the people or the relationships. And I think that we got to be careful. And it's not just something you overcome. <laughs> right. you know, you, we're overcoming that for the rest of our life. Thank you. you know, yes. we're, we're going to be correcting our and truing our way when yeah. it comes to focusing on the things that are important for the rest of our lives. So, I've got well, another question. Well, let me say this one, because that's what the world see. And this is where, man, it takes a lot of growth. But because number in the world, numbers equals success because mm. it's what the world can see and it's what they can measure. So right. you must be a successful leader if your church has 500 people on a Sunday morning, because, wow, right. what a leader mm-hmm. you are versus the person who doesn't even have a church and is literally sitting at the coffee table with people and going deep and their lives are being transformed. And it's, I mean, it's just, we've gotten it really upside down. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Help us Lord. And you are our only help. (laughs) That's right. You're the one who helps us and we, we need it for sure. Mm. So obviously, you know, we're, the same age. Let's just say for practical purposes, okay. we're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we could be twins almost from a, mm-hmm. how old we are standpoint. I know we've got still got a lot of road in front of us and we hope to make that time count for the most. But, you know, as I, when I pass the 50 mark there, I'm thinking about that my runway is not going on forever, you know, in yes. terms of what I can leave as a fruit from my, what's been entrusted to me. So Mm. with this question, I want to stage it up like that. I know we've got a lot left to do, but how do you hope that you'll be remembered as a leader? Mm. Oh, it's so true. I mean, yes, we have hit that 50 mark. And I think that you, I'll lead up to and see if an answer comes to me this way, because the decisions of what we put our hands to I think shifted so much at that 50 mark. I don't know if you agree, but it's like, yeah, for sure. You do. You, it's not like, Oh, I don't have that much time, but it's, you just are, you want to be so targeted and you want to be really, you just want to be an arrow and you want to put your hands only to the things that you're called to put your hands to. And you really start shifting 
your at least I have your mindset yeah. just really starts shifting from what you can accomplish even now into your lifetime into what it's going to look like as a legacy. Like mm-hmm. you, it's yeah. weird to think about that. The shorter amount of years you have, the longer view of life you take. Right. Like <laughs> I've never thought about that, but like in your thirties, you're, you're not uh-huh. thinking inheritance legacy. What you're not, your, your, your view right. is shorter. It's like, what am I doing in my thirties to rock the world? And, and now it's like, okay, what, what are we doing that's going to leave a lasting legacy? So mm-hmm. how do I want people to remember me? I just, I really, uh, I, I just really, I love, I love loving on people really well. And I love, I love, and I want people when they have left being with me to feel so encouraged and just have so much hope for the truth of who they are. And I don't know, I just really am thinking a lot about our our job now as mothers and fathers just for the next generation and that we are now not the ones that are going to necessarily do the exploits, but that we're going to pour into and pull out what God deposited in the ones that will for the next generation. So my mm. focus has really shifted and I'm ha- I have to constantly, because, you know, yes, we're 50, but we still kind of feel 30, you know, and you, you're kind of right. like, I still, exactly. I still want to do all the things, but you just are kind of like, wait, and that's how God works, yeah. right? Multi-generational. Yeah. Wait, I might not, I'm probably not going to be the one to do some of the things that I'm sensing in my spirit, right. but yeah. I can sure come along the side, beside the ones that God is bringing to my midst to just really excavate that, find that thing, that gold that he put in them and to encourage mm-hmm. them on their journey and, and hopefully be an example for people to look at and say, I can walk in obedience. I can trust the Lord. I can, I can live this wild, crazy, adventurous life with the Lord and not do what the rest of the world's telling me that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I really hope I encourage people to live that kind of life too. Yeah, I think you are. I mean, that's the life you're yourself are leading. So mm. <laughs> that's, I think, the best way to encourage folks. Yeah. So I've got a lot of questions left here, and we got five minutes left. So we'll have to do this again uh, okay. sometime soon. I always enjoy it. I've got one question here I think we can cover, and it kind of goes with the one before. The question is, Kind of the opposite of what I just asked you. What do you hope to avoid as a legacy? What do you hope not to be remembered for? Mm. I know I'm throwing these kind of like more contemplative questions on you in the midst. Of, yeah, I didn't. I didn't brief you up on these questions, so I. No, sorry you did about not. That. Gosh, but I feel I, like I'm, I'm on, trying to. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm on with Barbara Walters, like on 2020 or something. Okay, let me see. Um, <laughs> what do you hope not to be remembered as? Well, I mean, that makes me laugh because we know we don't want some of the things none of us want to be remembered as. Like, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be remembered as selfish or all those self self focused. Mm. You know. Yeah. So I don't want to be one that's a self-preservationist that promotes self, that all that stuff, yeah. that self stuff. I really want to to 
have more and more of that taken out of me from the Lord. And I think that the only way that we can truly continue to really die to says, you know, die to self. And that's when we really truly begin to live is as as we begin to trust the Lord more and, you know, just you know, you've heard my story. That was that was part of my story is as a believer, yeah. women's ministry leader, I still had a lot of misconceptions and places where I still trusted in myself and thought that if it was going to be, it had to be up to me. And it created mm. striving in the midst yeah. of loving the Lord. And so, yeah. you know, I don't want to be remembered for a person that, that was drips, driven by performance or driven by success. The only thing I want to be driven by is the Lord and doing something, whether it's small or big. So that would be, yeah, I think if I don't, I think if I, for any reason, started to backslide into that old way of operating of self, it would be very, it would be very, very, very tragic for me because I want to keep moving down the path of dying to self more and more every single day. Right. Yeah. I think, I think when the questions are set up in a way like, those two questions are like, hey, what do I aspire to? Mm. And then what is my shadow self, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. that, that shadow thing is a is the biggest threat a lot of times to what you aspire to. And they can be opposites, you know. Yes. You've got the idea that, hey, if I'm doing what I'm called to do, I aspire to it in this way or I see it in this way. And then what is the trap that's waiting on me to prevent me from mm-hmm. realizing what God's called me to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, it's been a helpful exercise for me to go through, I think, uh, as well. So yeah, wonderful so talking to you and you please too. give uh, Keith my best. I, I want to make sure and let folks know we've got a From the Forefront podcast session coming up with Elizabeth. This one's going to run first, although it was recorded second. But uh, coming up, so be watching for that. E, how do we get in touch with you, or how would somebody follow up with you? I'll put some links mm-hmm. here. Your Insta, your whatever, you know. Yeah. What should I, how should I? How should I tell people to reach you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? And I want yeah. to commend the people who are listening, the ladies who are listening, the young ladies who are listening, to get close to Elizabeth Braswell. Mm. I think that would be meaningful and consequential in your life. So kind. You know what? Just, I can send you some of the links, but just even elizabethbraswell.com will have, it has a place, place on there that'll give them access to our private community, Women Who Gather. It's a Facebook group that we do on, on Facebook. Well, we do so much more than that, but you know, that's where we kind of hang out to connect. Sure. Sure. Retreat, got a retreat coming up and um, all of those types of things. And I, Try Wonderful. to remember to, bl- to blog over there at some points. But, yeah, we've got some new stuff <laughs> happening with, with some things out of Kenya and just all of that. So I'm, I'm yeah. basically Elizabeth Braswell on Instagram, Facebook, and the .com. So easy peasy. Awesome. Yes. ElizabethBraswell.com. We'll send folks there. Thanks again for your time. Got to do it again you. soon. And I would love yes. to see you guys just come see us in the Metroplex here sometime. I'll get to Carolina. It's going to happen. You better get here. If we're coming your way, we're waiting until it's not so hot. Uh, yeah, please do. Uh-huh, it, it is. Sure. It's going to be 102 uh, uh-huh. again today. So enjoy that. No. So, same. Hey, blessings. Blessings you to too. you. 
You too. Love spending time with you. Okay. Same here. Same here. Talk soon. Blessings to your family. And I am Scott McClellan for your FX Missions Leadership Moment. To contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.